0: What are you? I mean, what are you advising to these big clients at the moment? Uh, um, what are you saying to them? What are you telling them to? To what are you telling them during this tough time on staying, staying strong? Yeah, so, man, if I go to the property base, which is obviously the, the, the major
1: part of your audience, Tommy, the most important thing right now is is knowing that in property, uh, there is a race to the safest asset in Australia's history, but also to by world standards as well. And so normally in really tough economic times in global financial crisis, recessions, you know, the, the terrible D word, depressions, um, there's a turn to really, really solid assets i mean sort of in that period there's a really like a turn to really solid assets people buy gold in those times now australian property over the last 60 years has has proved how strong it is um we saw 180 billion dollars come off the australian stock exchange Uh, not much of it's come back on in some of those parts um that money's not going to term deposit and i think you know sort of what i'm saying to them is that i'm getting a general feel from our buyers and sellers that Property is going to become the new gold. It's going to become the new place. Um, like travel <clears throat> is going to be restricted now for a long time. You know, no one's going to go on great holidays. So the truth be known is, property ought to hold up in this economy. It ought to be the place. You know, one's castle if you want to use that older term. Um, and so what I'm saying is, in that safety asset piece, when everything is uncertain, I'm saying it's a hang in there. Property's okay. The market will start to learn it. Right now, it's a bit scared about property. It's a bit scared about any transaction. Um, But, you know, we're hoping that there'll be, you know, sort of a a notice of uh, peak um, of uh, COVID-19 sometime in the next probably two to three weeks. It could be that quick. And as soon as that curve starts coming down, um, vendors and purchasers will go, okay, the, the worst is behind us. We've all got to work as a country to get this right. And their brain should be turning on to where am I going to put my money? Am I going to sell and am I going to buy in another market? Uh, I've got cash. I've got approval from my bank. I've still got the lowest interest rates of 100 years available to me to buy good Australian property. Um, I've still got 60 years behind me that shows that Australian property does double itself every 10 years, but good property sometimes every seven or eight. And I think the market will turn to that as their safety cure. I think they're going to turn to that as the, the place they're going to yeah, spending a lot of time in their homes right now, Tom, they're, uh, they've got lots of kids in there, you know, they've got husband and wife together 24 hours a day, and I think they're going to be saying, great, we need a great home, uh, you know, sort of to surround ourselves with, and from a wealth perspective, I'm hoping that once we curve down, these conference will come, because it's going to be a long time before we all go to a restaurant and have a beer and, uh, and, and, and something to eat, um, but as soon as confidence starts to return to the market and the uncertainty uh, gets taken out because this is like seriously a crazy time. Uh, You know, I went through global financial crisis uh, and that was full on, but it was nothing like this. Uh, I started my career uh, in the late eighties. I'm showing my age now and uh, interest rates uh, back then were like 21%. um, And we were in recession back then after the 87 uh, stock market crash. So I'm looking at this as a, a time where, you know, the right, People uh, that you know are going to head towards safe assets and property is definitely one of those in Australia. And then you know the next thing too is to start thinking about opportunities. You know, winners and losers in every single financial set. So from a wealth creation point of view and an opportunistic point of view, I mean there'll be times when people can buy stocks like Commonwealth Bank and BHP and double their money in a year's time. Um, and there's going to be a certain point where where those sorts of assets will also too fit with property as, as really safe havens.
0: Can I, can I ask you, Anthony, um, th- these new relief packages and how they've impacted the, the, the real estate industry as a principal or an, an agent? Is there anything, or an agent contractor? I mean, I know that you represent a lot of agents, some of the best agents in Australia that are contractors, yep. but also business owners. Tell yep. me a little bit about some of these new relief packages.
1: Okay, so the short answer is is one word. They're great. Two words. They're great. Um, what they do is they um, they help the people who are agents that are on your listing group and your viewer group right now, uh, who run agencies, um, because their administration staff, their fixed staff, are all going to be entitled to the job keeper. Uh, legislation, which was announced on Monday this week, and you know it's really exciting. They're still defining the rules, but effectively, what the government's going to do is rather than have to be forced if, if things are tough for a little while to lay staff off. And we've seen those horrible, um, you know, where hospitality particularly have to stand staff down, and they've ended up in, the, in you know, sort of the queues outside of Centrelink. Um, they're horrible stories. What the government's really doing here is saying, don't lay your staff off. Will give you money to keep them on. Now, the money's not great, but it's equivalent of about a $39,000 per year package, which is solid enough, do you know what I mean? Sort of to help assist in the cost of administration staff, front of house staff, property managers, um, settlement clerks, uh, guys in finance, guys in marketing. It's enough to actually help keep that going. Now, on the flip side, if you're a contractor, those same rules apply to you. If you've got Debit credit agents uh, that are on your payroll, you know, through your company, you can apply per head uh, to have a government subsidy um, to actually uh, gain that. Now there are some rules. Um, you're meant to be 30 percent down on transaction on transaction. The industry's got to be really careful here, and there's a lot of lobbying that's been done. You would have seen that 30, uh, yeah, you know, year on year was the first set, Tom, but. Just be careful here, because if we go back to March and April 2019, that was leading up to the last federal election, and you recall that you know sales became really stagnant, you know, yes. sort of like they always do before an election. <clears throat> but already, good commentary is coming out that the government is saying, no, look, it's going to be up to an average right? It's going to be up to an average of what your usual monthly turnover is, which means that just because the real estate industry had, you know, sort of a pretty ordinary March, and a pretty ordinary April's. And then obviously when the new federal election took place, you know, property took off again, you know, sort of May and then into June, July, we had a big springs. Um, So this calculate stimulus package has to be really carefully put together and presented to make sure that the, the differences in, you know, sort of the new market that we've just got to get through and, and, and transition to back to what our old market was like, it's going to be somewhere between three and six months, um, that we actually make sure that every Australian business, contractor or obviously people running agencies, do get the stimulus package uh, and, and do apply the government rules uh, properly to get them.
0: So, Anthony, it, it appears like the government's been incredibly good at making things bearable, um, in a tough situation, one of the things that's confused people, bud. Like I would say, the scorecard. Many, many of the real estate industry are saying, "Hey, I'm giving it nearly a nine out of 10, Right? What, what's what, what's what's been given to us, uh, Anthony? The the bit of confusion, and I don't know whether you've got any uh, knowledge in this field because it's more a tenant landlord issue. That's 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 thrown a that's thrown a spanner in the works. I mean, even this morning, I'm having a coffee with a guy, and I he, he, I'm not. I pick up a coffee and I'm waiting outside the store, and I'm listening to one guy say to his mate. He goes, "Oh, mate, I'm going to stop paying rent. Apparently, I can get away with it six months." This is what some guy said in the street.
1: Yeah, and and Tom, you're exactly right. So we've seen government stimulus now one, you know, up to a hundred thousand dollars of PAYG in a quarter. Do you know what I mean? Sort of being handed back, you know, sort of via the tax system. Uh, we've seen stimulus number two. Do you know what I mean surrounding? Obviously, the, the job starter, but also to then the the job keeper set, and a third uh, and uh, the fourth one that we're probably waiting on, and uh, is what's in it for landlords? What's in it for residential um, tenants? Uh, and and and. Uh, that is apparently still being considered now as another stimulus package to come in. So if I, I take it, it's a real worry. Um, yeah. uh, businesses and it's a knock-on thing. It's almost like a retailers are writing to their landlords. We saw a big issue. Solomon Liu came out. Do you know what I mean? Sort of was front footing, um, talking about how do you know what I mean. Sort of that he is do you know what I mean. Sort of dealing with his landlords. Um, but the issue we've got to remember too is a bit more than that because most people also too have uh, bank guarantees that a tenants, So if the tenant just goes and says to us landlord I'm not paying you well then the landlord at law can activate obviously the usual minimum three months but in a lot of new instances over the last probably 24 months people have been taking up the six month bank guarantees to protect against that so we have going to be careful you know not to make those statements straight to a landlord and you know I, I had another one very similar to you Tom another client who said look uh, running a, a hospitality outlet, a, a, a small cafe says to the landlord, look, it's either you're going to give me a knock on the rent for the next um, six months or conversely, you can have the keys back. Um, very, very strong. So there's, we're expecting another stimulus package to come through, probably not straight away while they're still disseminating the large stimulus tree but we're expecting one to come through that does deal with landlords and does deal um, with commercial and residential on the same set to actually just give that bit of relief to keep a bit of sanity. Last thing we need Tom is people deserting their homes, particularly in that lower rental property management stuff of rent per week below $500 and just deserting their places and going and living with mum and dad. Uh, We don't need that for the economy. Remember, we've got to set ourselves up for this to bounce back. You know, I'm almost uh, like I said, uh, uh, become becoming very religious again. You know what I mean. Sort of from my um, my Christian school upbringing at Waverley, and I'm I'm actually starting to uh, you know pray that by spring, by spring uh, we're still back at open house level like we were. Our auctions are blazing again. Um, that business for real estate agents will be a, a a timing difference, not a permanent one. So if you're a pub that's not serving beer right now. That is a permanent difference. You're not going to get last week's revenue back even if you reopen the doors in July. But for real estate agents, transactions ought to all come back. Um, Selling uh, mentalities ought to come back. Buying mentalities ought to come back when we come out of this. And I'm I'm very strong on saying to agencies, particularly with the new government stimulus that's come out, find a way to keep your staff on because when we go hot again I want to have everyone fully mobilized you know to wick it straight up you don't want to stand staff down if you can avoid it and use this new stimulus package to at least keep them in jobs so when the uh, when the flame comes on again we're back into full mobilization and you're there in spring to actually do really well but right now yeah definitely you know we, we heard obviously only two people set, the really good agents who are actually getting back to that hand-to-hand combat again that they had before the auction environment where they're working on private tree working on open homes that are private by appointment. Um, this is some of the moves of some of the guys that we're consulting and advising to, that we said, okay, two people immediately, do 15 to 20 minute appointments, bring a husband and a wife because they're gonna be usually both in in both buyer group. Um, Take the husband through first or take the wife through first because she's the usual choice maker, do you know what I mean? Sort of in a couple like that. The husband goes through second. You let uh, let the owners go for a walk around the block you keep them with their handbags out the front and you say okay you two guys can now do I mean just go for a walk through the house by yourselves and generate and let us know if you're genuine and motivated do I mean to enter into a transaction to buy this house there's a lot of agents that are mobilising really fast but they're getting back to those old rules I'll tell you there's some benefits in it too because you get to find out very quickly about how genuine uh, possible transactions are taking place you know you've got a motivated vendor and then when you're doing it by that one-on-one transactions you're actually looking in their eyes forming a relationship there's some benefits to be made and there's some agents that are still doing deals right now on the basis that they're going great you know i might not have 20 groups coming through at once but i'm able to work very closely uh, with people who are genuinely
0: turning up and interested in buying the place I've had so, so, um, and by the way, this is fantastic because we're getting two lessons in one. We're getting real estate training and, a, and accounting. You know, you, you know your real estate because I've got to tell you, that is what agents are doing. They're actually selling real estate the way doctors are doing coronavirus tests. They're saying, you stay there. When they're done, I'll text you, you come in next, right? They're, yeah. they're adapting. <clears throat>
1: look, look, Tommy, they go together. Do you know what I mean? Being a financial advisor in real estate and actually understand the systems and the processes right down to the scripts and dialogues in this new market, all of those, do you know what I mean, sort of go together. And I'm with you on that one. Like I said, we've got some agents who are having great success. Uh, we've had in one of our larger agencies, someone having a record, a record last fortnight um, to, to a period that he never had in what was meant to be the worst period, do you know what I mean, sort of slowdown of property transactions. Life. And again, it's just going back to the hand-to-hand combat, uh, the ability to actually still seek a transaction. Well, the David,
0: David Highland, who's a client of mine, did 70 sales in March. 70 wow, I mean, sales yeah. in March.
1: Yeah, I'm I mean amazing. there's
0: some there's some records, but I mean Anthony, like you know how real estate works. What happens is you've done your sales in March, you're gonna have decent settlements in April and May, right? I think That's where right. we're gonna cop it a little bit is, you know, April ain't gonna be a great listing or selling month. It'll it'll it will drop, yeah. won't it? That's right. And, well,
1: and don't forget to it drops every year as well, Tom. Gentlemen, you know I we get out of Easter, usually we have a big, you know, couple of super Saturdays. So we've got to remember too that you know while that's on, is that, as I said, is it to agents that you know I mean are seeing a lack of activity. Um, and as we start hearing good news about the economy, and we're hoping to hear good news about the economy in the next few weeks, that you know, this the health crisis is actually starting to subside. And then the economic crisis, gentlemen, you know, I will start to actually water out. So listings, winning in the lounge room, uh, coming to you know periods, you know, of lining up stock, you know, sort of for spring, becomes a really important part too. If you're not doing deals,
0: mm-hmm. sorry, Tom, I just had a call coming in the, the, um, the, from that. <laughs> so Anthony, look, without going into names, the truth is you represent a lot of clients that. Uh, also outside of real estate, people that work in politics, people that are well connected with people that work in politics. And you said to me um, earlier this morning, you've got enough information to feel that at some point in April, that we are going to have infections peak and then there's going to be good news. Hey, that's the worst of it. Yeah,
1: Yeah, as Australians, like I said, we've got to get used to this. And and this is the thing that makes people tactically good and strategically good is that there's a race to calmness, Tom, So, and that's usually done by good information and good planning. So from a financial perspective and point of view, um, we are working on the basis that sometime in April, you know, possibly 15th to 21st in that period, there'll be a spike in the curve down and that'll give everybody confidence that the worst Behind us, it doesn't mean that we're going to be in restaurants, you know, sort of in May or having a you know, sort of uh, getting out. The government's going to be really, really careful to actually re announce the usual safeguarding measures because they're going to want to make sure that they don't get to a point where they get people back and there's a corona outbreak, you know, I mean, sort of in a well known restaurant or pub, and and then everybody has to go to lockdown again. So they're not going to want to go through this again. So they're going to meet that with caution, but that's okay because property. Uh, like I said, is that mainstay asset, and to feel that that is, again, such a strong play where people's money is gonna go, means that we can actually start moving towards what will be a catch up. You know, a bit like an elastic band, um, uh, what we missed out on, do you know what I mean, sort of in that period you mentioned in terms of cash flow, like July, August, have your bank set up really well, have your cash flow set out, you know, beautifully. Um, have a little bit of short-term finance to bridge that gap because the intention here is if we get to that September period, we're in spring, and like I said, uh, try and think like these agents who are used to doing 100 deals a year or 70 to 100 will still do 70 to 100, in the two thousand and twenty-one financial year, it'll just be a little bit more compressed. They'll do it in nine months rather than do it in twelve months. Um, and so, you know, from that point of view, I'm, you know, sort of when I'm consulting and, and working, I mean, sort of on this front, I'm actually saying to agencies, you "Know, do not budget to make losses. Run your agency at the very worst to break even. Let let revenue speak to you before making cuts. Um, you want to keep your businesses agile." not fragile so we want to be in a spot where we're actually saying we're robust enough to get through this our horsepower is good when this ramps up i want to be able to do 100 deals in a month per agent Um, but certainly don't dissipate the places down drop staff off that when it actually heats back up again um, we're not ready for the challenge there so yeah in watching it my biggest message is saying just let revenue speak to you as a principle and this is a contractor as well Um, find out innovative uh, forms of cash flow funding Um, But don't be too quick to go into debt if you can avoid it. Because remember, the debt's got to be repaid somewhere even when we get past this 2020 to 2021 hurdle. We don't want to leave tons of debt on the balance sheet. What we want is... Owners and contractors running businesses with really innovative uh, policies around it, um, you know, working really well with staffing structures and and and, and being capable of communicating well with staff. That the alternatives to you know letting someone go and get on the dole queues is just not an alternative. Um, it's sensible, particularly now um, with the job keeper thing, to get over that. Staff are going to become so important, um, and then the wealth strategies, like I said, still come to work at least aiming to break even on cash flow. But you know what? We should still build some profit margin in in the way that you run your businesses. Um, and then seek, to, obviously, to, you know, as the Prime Minister, you used to hibernate things uh, that don't cost you lots of money, um, but can be turned, the switches can be turned back on um, when business gets up. And then you have an entitlement and a right to profit, and that's the most important part for real estate agents, either contractor or guys that are working, you know what I mean, sort of owning their own agencies or franchisees or the bigger groups. We must remember these things we've invested in and been in for 20 or 30 years have real value, and we don't want to strip them down too low that they can't actually come back and actually make the world for
0: the owners that they should. Okay, Anthony, the, the amount of money that the government has thrown is just, it's, it's beyond belief, <laughs> right? One of the questions I want to ask you Will, do you see life going back? Will people be eating at Rockpool? Will people be back at Wollamaloo? Will people be on their business class interstate trips like before? Is it going to be like that? Is it going to be like this six-month shit? We got punched in the face. Oh, we're back in the ring. Or is yeah. it... Or,
1: yeah. Can I ask you that? No, It's a great question, Tom. So I think that what will happen with Australians is that they will actually still go back out and they'll spend money again. Uh, when they see... Like we did in GFC, when we got past the danger aspects and we saw it starting to get a bit better, you know, sort of people started spending their money again. Remember, for the economy to really work properly here in Australia... Um, uh, Confidence must be strong. Business to business and business to consumer transactions have to be strong. But on the other hand, I think the world's going to change a lot, Tom, from what we're used to. I think the appreciation for the simpler things in life, do you know what i They're going to be there? Um, let me say this. Is I don't suspect uh, or expect, rather, anybody's going to be taking international holidays uh, in a period for at least six to 12 months. Uh, it's going to be a long period. you know. Um, they're going to contain this virus and make sure that this never happens again. We can't afford to actually go back from the big amount that the government is spending right now. When I say big amount, we're talking about depression levels of spending per capita population to stop us from getting to a financial decline. Um, our government, if you need some feedback, Tom, is spending more per capita ahead of population to help us come through this than any other government, you know I mean, sort of in the first world economy. Um, and it's doing it because it sees the risk to business and it sees that, you know, we need to tap on. But in saying that, yeah, look, I think, again, the, the first night that... Um, uh, that a restaurant or a pub's open, I guarantee, uh, you know, sort of a lot of us will be there. Uh, we will have been locked up for a long time, so we'll be dying yeah. to get out of the place. But by the same token too, yeah, for our economy to do well, everyone must knock on and trade well. Um, I think property is going to be the industry that actually, when, when this is all over, when it's, you know, sort of was passed us and went back to great numbers again in 2021 and and into 22 and 23, I think property is going to be the place that most uh, of this remark where it was a person who dragged the, the group the industry who dragged our group out of the doldrums to this, and certainly, like I said my heart 's broken for our hospitality clients you yeah. for retailers who have the knock on theory of all their doors being closed, and the big the big owners right now do you know what I mean sort of you know places as large as David Jones are saying to their suppliers even i oh, don 't supply us because we 're not taking what we ordered from you last month because we 're not opening our doors that knocks on it knocks right down, and we 've got to be conscious of the fact those people, those business people, are the ones that we want to transact in property as well. So we need to keep it all going. It's almost a please pay us so we can pay them so they can pay you mentality to keep an economy actually rolling quite well.
0: Listen, we're gonna have you back on because I actually know that this might be a good opportunity for a lot of uh, my real estate community to just re-look at their own structure in their own business. Really look like some people should be a contractor and they're not a contractor, right? And, and those sorts of scenarios, you know?
1: Look, as, as I said, yeah, I mean, on that one, from an accounting perspective and an advisory perspective, um, you know, those that have got, you know, staff working on there that resisted contractor structures for years and now paying the pain of that, debit credit guys that are on the balance sheet of profit and loss, those, those agencies are hurting the most when it would have gone back to a results dependency market. You know, that's behind us. But again, asset protection of every business structure has got to be on the forefront of mind of every employer, be it a contractor employing a couple of people working for you or being a franchisee who's got 20 people working underneath you. The asset protection and wealth protection and clarity has to be on the top of mind. And that's what I said, I keep reiterating that word, still run businesses to make at least break even in that period that you mentioned in July or August. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with still making a small profit so we're not falling back out of, you know, sort of five years of hard work to make wealth. And again, what, what, what does that? Um, it, it, setting great budgets, setting great targets, seeing the changes before they take place and being ready to communicate immediately Do you remember know, with levels. So a lot of the work we've been doing in the industry has been saying, okay, this is coming. That's okay. Communicate with your staff. Um, talk to your staff about the possibilities of restructuring even your staff. Assets. so the business you're doing the right thing. remember, we need everyone to come back to the businesses who are listening to this um to actually have a place to come back to, not to do any stupid things or make silly decisions that would see a liquidator or, or an insolvency event take place. It, that's not helping anyone, least of all the people who you employ. Um, so, you know, to that extent, you've got to have, you know, top of mind is just strategic and tactical thinking that'll see us get through this period. And and again, the best way to do that is by great planning. I know we can say it from an accounting point of view, but this is when the accounting guys who actually understand profit and loss and, and tactic and structure come to this this is when they come to their fray because they're able to advise uh, their, their owners. who so are very emotional right now, and, and the sky is sometimes falling, is I mean, clearly enunciating a great plan to actually see them come out of this. and start. I, I say survive to thrive is a, is a word that myself and the consulting guys have been using, Tom, almost on a daily basis.
0: All righty. Thank you much. We're going to have your number in the comments <laughs> below in case people want to hit you up or hit uh, any of your team with any advice. He's saying, stay calm, don't freak out, chill out. That's what you're sort of saying, aren't you?
1: Look, there's gotta be a race to calmness, Tom. There must be a race to calmness, but also too, I'm saying look, take into account, this is like nothing anyone's ever seen before. Um, so really important to be always one step ahead, I mean, of the alterations and changes that are coming to our market. Um, and if you do that, and in effect, you can see the changes coming and always be, you know, a futurist and have it picked out for you. Um, most, if not all, our goal is 100% of businesses do it on our watch all survive this and come out the other side.
0: Thank you so much, Anthony Bell.
1: Okay, Tom, thanks, mate. Thank you, guys.